Hey, caffeinators. Welcome to the Vet Tech Cafe. The Vet Tech Cafe is a podcast centered around veterinary technicians and nurses, hosted by myself, Dave Cowan, and my good friend, Jeff Backus. We strive to discuss current issues facing our profession and give our colleagues a voice and a medium to enter into these discussions. Our guests are experts in the veterinary field that we hope can help our listeners work towards dealing with these issues, as well as coming up with solutions that can lead to change. If you have a question, comment, or would like to be a guest on the Vet Tech Cafe, please contact us at vettechcafe at gmail.com, or you can find us at our website, vettechcafe.com. One thing we would ask of you, our listeners, is to rate and review us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. We're not exactly sure how or why this helps us, but apparently it does. So without further ado, come on in, grab yourself a cup of coffee, and get ready for another episode of the Vet Tech Cafe. Hello, caffeinators. Happy, happy fall. Uh, happy Halloween. It's there. Halloween yeah, today when this, say, when this, this uploads. Yeah, when this uploads, this will be on Halloween, which is uh, pretty crazy that we're already at that time of the year. <laughs> uh, um, Dave, how's it going out there? It's going great. This is a this is a busy day for us. You know, we just recorded with uh, Liz Houston, which was our last episode, and right doing another episode today. And I'm giving a CE tonight, and whew, yeah, busy, busy. A lot going on. A lot, a lot going, going on. on. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Uh, uh, we're doing great. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know Southern California fall, which is wonderful, and uh, yeah, it's it's nice to to be back home. Um, this past weekend, I was up at. Uh, Wild West Vet Conference, which right. I know when this up episode uploads, it'll be a couple of weeks past that. But um, in fact, our guest today was somebody I got to, to see there. So that was super cool. My first time doing that conference, it was a great conference, really engaged attendees, lots of great questions, really good turnout. I was really impressed with the exhibit hall. So um, I know it's usually, I think, just a lot of California and Nevada folks that are there. Um, but I, I as a national conference, I highly recommend it. I thought it was a really, really well done nice. conference. They really took care of their people, so that was great. Yeah, and Reno, Reno was nice. I've never been to yeah, Reno, so I, I hadn't either. I had driven through it a couple of different times. Had never really stopped and stayed a night. So, so uh, Molly came with me this trip, and we were up there for a couple nights. Went to a nice dinner. Um, did a couple of little things out and about, and. Yeah, really enjoyed. It. Honestly, like awesome. I really only saw Reno from our hotel room, like the the city at large. But it was actually like a beautiful area, nice. beautiful area. So, uh, yeah, would definitely love to go back there and, and do that show again because I, I thought they did a phenomenal job. So nice. Yeah. Yeah, so I know the uh, one other thing I want to mention too. You've been working on a ton of merch uh, that that we've been putting up in our store. I have, and you know that I'm. <laughs> as with the audio and with the merch i'm kind of a perfectionist where i don't want to put out anything that i'm thinking is mm -hmm. this doesn't look good so I, I yeah the number of stuff that we're going to have out by the time this uploads i can't tell you the number of things i have scrapped and said nope i'm not selling we're not selling this one yeah um, but yeah i'm working on a lot of a lot of different t-shirts uh we're going to work on some mugs uh i wish that company that we use for our for our sales uh, allowed us to do more like i would love to have some pint glasses for the tap room yeah but maybe we'll have to yeah figure out something we can, different we can, we can figure can out something else for that with yeah. a different company yeah. for something else but yeah we're have you, working, on, have, working on that stuff and have you added fashion designer have you added fashion designer yet to your resume no but i have started wearing a nice um fashionable scarf great great <laughs> 
You're, you're on your way. You are on your way. And then I also would be remiss if we didn't uh, thank all, all of our Patreons for all their support yes. for everything that we're doing. Um, thank you so much. We're going to start getting out discounts for yeah. merch. Once we get our store fully stocked, Yeah, uh, I, I think we'll start giving away some merch yeah. to our Patreons. Yeah, so, so more cool stuff coming there. But thank you so much, everybody, for your support. We really, really do appreciate it. So, uh, Dave, I'm really excited for today's episode. I, I, I mentioned uh, briefly um, somebody I saw up at uh, Wild West Vet. She was actually my uh, my room coordinator, if you yep. will. Um, yep. So that was super cool to, to be able to touch base with her. But we have Becky Mosser coming by the uh, the Vet Tech Cafe today. And Becky's an RVT living in North Carolina. Um, she's had a very, very diverse career in veterinary medicine, everything from small animal, large animal, mixed practices, management, consulting, and academia. She's currently the program director for the Guernick Academy of Medical Arts, new program that's in development. And she's co-founder of Veterinary Advancements, a private consulting firm providing services to industry, nonprofit, and state organizations, which I'm the president of the California RBT Association. I can't tell you how much that that kind of <laughs> guidance and consultation is needed. Uh, industry startups as well as practice teams too. Um, and then also, when available, <laughs> when all of that other stuff isn't <laughs> taking up her time. In her free um, time? <laughs> right, yeah. She also de- deploys with the ASPCA Disaster Recover Team, which is um, wow. near to me as I work for the ASPCA. So that's super nice. cool. Um, she also is one of the minds behind the Vet Team Global Stream Online Veterinary Team Conference, which is a lot of online CE. She's the brainchild behind the Veterinary Industry Giving Tree, which is where our a lot of our episode is going to focus today, um, which helps kind of our, our veterinary colleagues during the holidays, um, and then also co-hosts the Veterinary Viewfinder and Making Sense of Pet podcast. So deep breath, because that was a mouthful. Becky, thank you so much for coming by the Vet Tech Cafe today. We're so excited that you're here. Uh, what can we get you for a cup of coffee? Well, first, thank you guys so much for having me. I'll tell you, I've been on the road, so I will take anything you have in the form of a coffee with a shot of espresso. So let's make you it a red it. eye this there morning. You go. got it. I love it. I love it. Um, I know I kind of hit some of the highlights there in your bio, but if you don't mind taking us through your career path, kind of what got you into this, um, some of the stops along the way, and then with all of those different hats that you're wearing, <laughs> it sounds like you're probably being pulled in a number of different directions. So kind of what things look like for you right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is such a, a funny background, a diverse background, and one that I would have never been able to predict uh, that I would have ended up here, which I think is is kind of what made it the most fun for me. I went to tech school, um, but graduated back in 2007 from a program here in North Carolina, and I just, you know, really saw myself working in the hospitals. But then as I got out into the field, you, you immediately kind of start to see how many different opportunities there are out there. And I just wanted to experience everything our profession has to offer. I, I kind of have a, a short attention span, patch, <laughs> patchwork kind of uh, life where I, I like to be bouncing from one thing to another. Um, and I, I get really excited and passionate about our industry. And so I just wanted to be involved with all the different organizations and see the, the ways that we could go. So, you know, getting involved with my state association and the national association was really the um, I guess, you know, you'd say the the major stop along the way that elevated me to meet a lot of you amazing folks in the industry that are out there doing stuff like this today and uh, making connections and, and learning more about what our industry has to offer, but also kind of what our industry needs to offer and just got really passionate about following that path. 
I, I sort of think of like the labyrinth in in you know the 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 bog where the rocks just sort of keep coming, and you're like, well, I, I just got to keep taking the next one that comes up, and I don't know where this path will lead, but I'm really hoping that it just continues to have strong impacts along the way, uh, and that's I mean that's really kind of where I'm at. Awesome, awesome. I, I love to hear that you say in there the. The state association kind of, you know, was was a launching point for you because I I know with Carvta it's so hard to recruit people to come on the board or be on committees and, and put yourself out there like that. But it it really is like a behind the scenes, you know, kind of pulling back the curtain on on the veterinary technician profession and, and see how how things come to be and, and all the things that are going on. And so it's 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 fascinating to hear you say that. Yeah, I I mean, when people say, oh, I want to do what you do, how did you get where you are? I really, truly say the state and national association involvement is the first step because there are so many amazing people involved in these organizations that getting to know them and what they're doing, um, we all kind of got here on somebody else's shoulders, right? <laughs> so we're all kind of up there looking at different ways to elevate new people, I think. So if you have an interest, please get involved. I'm curious, Becky, what is the... Gurnick Academy, Academy for the Medical Arts. What is what is that? What are what are medical <laughs> arts? <laughs> Oh, you know, Gurnick Academy for Medical Arts is an amazing <laughs> private college uh, based out of California primarily. There are some campuses in Nevada and uh, a couple other states, but we're beginning an online program that will be based out of our California campus, um, but fully online. And this is a program, uh, an entire university, well, an entire academy devoted to medical programs. And that's kind of been the thing that's made it the most fun to work with is they understand sort of the elevated needs of medical pro- programs. So we have radiology and ultrasound and dental programs, amazing nursing programs, and we continue to grow with respiratory therapy and veterinary medicine. It's a it's an academy that's really dedicated to making sure that students are fully prepared to enter the medical industry, the healthcare industry, and that's 100% their focus. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So it's not just okay. veterinary medicine, it's it's human medicine as well. Yeah, they're in fact this is their first veterinary program oh, wow. um, that okay. we're starting over there. So we're really excited to sort of expand their horizons. Um, they're learning a lot about animal medicine versus yeah. human medicine. It, and it's they're all in, which makes it a lot of fun. But I, I just feel like working with them has been kind of an incredible process since they're so well versed on what it takes and all the credentialing processes and the high standards involved with healthcare, um, as opposed to a lot of colleges I've worked with through CVTEA and, and consulting where you sort of have to convince the administration. I, the, their buy-in is so amazing that I can't wait to see what we produce. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. great that, that you have something that can like bridge the gap, so to speak, between human, nurse, human medicine and, and veterinary medicine. Yeah, it's actually, we we talk about that all the time is like, how can we, you know, get our ultrasound programs together, you know, when we're learning in different areas. And, you know, I'm even looking at some of the human textbooks for um, theory behind radiation and radiology and such, because I, I think they take a really deep dive. I'm a big component, a big fan of uh, One Health. And I think that this is really going to be uh, a foundational program that an institute that will be a supporter of that and, and really kind of push that message out there. Mm. Awesome. That sounds super cool. Yeah. 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 Just that. <laughs> just that. <laughs> yeah. Just that. Just that. One of your 
Many, many. Like I'm, I was getting tired listening to all the stuff you have on your plate right now. You know, it's honestly, it's so invigorating. And people say that all the time. And, and I really do. I, I sometimes, I guess I feel bad. But I want to say, like, I don't have kids of my own. I'm not in practice anymore. Like, I, I, I hear so many people, you read my bio and people think, oh, I should do more. And I'm like, no, you are doing amazing with whatever you're doing out there right now. Just because I do a lot of things doesn't mean I do them all well. <laughs> I just do what I can. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And something we like to ask all of our guests, and uh, when we spoke with Liz just an hour ago, but in the terms of this podcast, it'll be two <laughs> yeah, weeks ago. Two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, and she she said you would have a lot of opinions on this. Where do you see the veterinary technician profession right now? I know a lot of people have ideas that we've heard that it's at a tipping point. We've heard, heard that it's at a crossroads. We've heard that it's got nowhere to go but up. We've heard that... We are in big trouble. We need to do something now. Uh, where's your take on it? Somewhere in the, <laughs> yeah, somewhere I, in the middle of all that? <laughs> exactly. The answer is yes. And I mean, Liz is, is absolutely right. She and I, you know, we, we parallel in a lot of our opinions. Um, and, and truthfully, I think, you know, we're both individuals. So you can pretty much always find an opinion on anything with. But <laughs> I was saying just today when we were recording Veterinary Viewfinder that I really do think that we're at critical mass. And I don't think believing that we have nowhere to go up is the right maybe idea because it it, to me is like that thing when you challenge like well you know my day can't get any worse and it's like karma's like oh oh, challenge (laughs) sure hold my beer hold my beer (laughs) yeah so um I really do think we are at a very critical point in our profession, but I, I think it critical doesn't have to be a negative word, right? I think we're getting at a point where we're got we're louder than ever. Unfortunately, I think I, I imagine I see this very much as like almost like uh, everybody's kind of smushed up against the gates here. You know, we, there there's going to be movement. Um, it's it's going to be forced, but there's kind of some sacrificial lambs in the process, and it's very upsetting to see. I look at the numbers, and we and we know that ninety five percent of our profession is living under a living wage and um, entirely too large a percentage, about 25%, I believe, believe living under national poverty levels. So uh, that's not sustainable. Our numbers aren't sustainable. However, which way that's going to tip, I, I don't necessarily know. I kind of feeling a little Jeff Goldblumy, right, in, in <laughs> Jurassic Park where like this droplet's going to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just really hope it goes the right direction, and and I, I hope that the voices like you guys are able to help guide the industry the right way. Yeah, I, I really like what you said in there. Like, critical doesn't have to be a negative word. Uh, it, it's, yeah, you know, it's yeah, it is. It's it's we have a lot to do here, but it critical. You know, we, we in veterinary medicine, especially like in our segment of it, you know, if a, if a patient is critical, that's <laughs> that's, <laughs> right. that's, that's that's not a good thing. But at the same time. It doesn't have to be negative. A lot of time, you know, in many cases, a, a critical patient is where a lot of great people and a lot of great minds come together, work really hard to achieve a common goal, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't have to actually be a negative thing. That's that's a really good point of view. Sure. I mean, think think about it more like the term critical care, right? That's the most life-saving thing we can do. So maybe we yeah. can think of it as, as we are going to save this profession with our critical care skills before we are in critical care. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Absolutely. I, I think of like a critical patient and you say <clears throat> sometimes that does have a negative connotation to it. But sure. critical doesn't mean that it's going to die, but it will if we don't help it. And that's right. I think that's kind of exactly the point you're making here is that yeah. Yeah. we need to help it. And, yeah. right. and and all the minds need to come together and, yeah. and work towards a common goal. and Figure it out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and I think as an industry, we have a 
we do ourselves a disservice in feeling like if we can't fix the entire product, then we have a really hard time pulling apart a part to improve. Right. right. And I think that's we need to take a more micro level and really just look at our own environment, our own mental space, our own. What can we do in think really like locally, you know, act locally, think globally. And, and I really want that to happen for our profession. I think it's like, well, I can't fix suicide. I can't fix depression. I can't fix pay wage. Like, definitely no. But what can you do in your space to bring some kind of improvement? Just like you guys are doing here, having these conversations, putting the information out, connecting the profession. Like, we don't have to do big, huge things all day, every day to make it better. But, like, what can we do in our space to make it better for just even if it's a moment? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I, we want to spend, uh, you know, a good portion of the episode today as well, talking about the veterinary industry giving tree. I, I, we wanted to talk to you about it last year. And by the time Dave and I thought about it, it was kind of already like we were going to miss the holiday season. So, <laughs> sure. so that it was a, it was a, something that we had on, on our plate, you know, for the entire year, knowing that, the, that as we got to, you know, the fall, we would want to, to talk to you about this. So first off, what is the veterinary giving tree or industry giving tree and, and where did that come from? Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, you guys. And, and of course, you didn't have time. We barely had time um, because <laughs> late October, I believe I, I believe I put this thing up like October 23rd or 26th. I made a group on Facebook. It honestly came from, and you can go to our website at veterinarygivingtree.com and see the video where it was like a bunch of kids, like a boys and girls club who had the opportunity to, to get a present for themselves or to get a present for their family member. And they like 86% of the kids gave the family member a present. So of course they only showed the, like a hundred percent of the kids in the video gave the, gave it. They didn't show yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm watching this thing and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, I'm all moved. And I'm thinking to myself, like th- there is so much hope for the future and like giving feels so good. And these kids felt good. And to be fair, just so you guys know, spoiler alert, they got both the presents so when, <laughs> sure. when, they, when they gave away, they got their present. Um, but I think that was also part of the message, right? Is like when you give, you get. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, so I, um, Lily, um, <laughs> Lily Preston and Crystal Vigera, agreed thumbs up told me was a good idea when i posted this video to facebook and said i feel like i should we should do something to to make a christmas tree and and so i drugged them with me immediately so the three of us kind of got together and tried to figure out how very quickly before the holidays we could form some way of trying to help our own colleagues who might be uh, facing difficulties during the holidays, um, especially given COVID and, and job losses and families and such. And so in the like six weeks, we had things up and going for 2020. We were able to help about 40 families with about $7,000 worth of gift card donations. That's awesome. That's Amazing. great. Yeah, it was pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I remember seeing some of those videos and things that were posted on Facebook last year. It was it was really, really, really cool to see. Yeah, I think that was the big eye opener. We all kind of know everybody's got it tough. We know their struggles, but I I think when we really kind of got started getting these letters and realizing, not just did everybody have these struggles, but they're they're living their own struggles, but still going to work every day and taking care of patients and taking care and giving like just. We pour from these empty cups somehow over and over. And the the biggest thing that I, I felt was impactful was people were excited to give um, more. There was so much gratitude, like, thank you for starting this and thank you for giving us a place to help our community. Um, that that was as moving as even, you know, knowing the people who needed help. Um, we have a really, really generous community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. 
And how does like how does a family or, or team member get help from the Giving Tree? Do, is there like an application process, or, or do you reach out to people that you're you know is it like recommended by somebody else in the field or? How does, yeah. how does somebody get help? Yeah. So we have this year we have a form. You can go again to our website. You can go to the Facebook page or group and send a message. But we have a form that's available on our website. Everything is anonymous if you want it to remain anonymous. So if you don't want somebody to know that you nominated them, you can also self-nominate if you're just needing some help this year to offset some bills or some stress in your life. So you don't, it doesn't have to be public and we aren't requiring any kind of proof. It's really like a, um, a just a trust thing. If you're having, if you have a hard time, you don't even have to tell me all the details of why you have a hard time, <laughs> you know, cause, um, Sometimes life is just hard, right? Yeah. And it, like even last year we had somebody who was like, I probably don't need this as much as everybody else, but it would be great to just not worry about my bills for a month or two. Any help would be great. And that was such an honest and transparent, like just life is just hard. So yeah, you can just go fill out the form, talk a little bit about your needs as much as you're willing to. And then we take into consideration as much as we can donate that year. There's a time period of giving. And what we did last year was we just sort of ranked based on certain criteria. So job loss, um, health issues, those types of things into the um, recipient donor level. Um, so everybody that was nominated did receive some form of, of money. And it was at different levels based on kind of what they had faced. Last year was so um, impromptu. So this year we were really looking forward to having several more people involved in a more formalized process. But this really isn't a matter of like, do you deserve it? It's just a matter of how much can we give you. Gotcha. And you kind of you kind of touched on this in there, but I, I kind of wanted to expand on it a little bit in terms of once once you have the the nominations or the you know that that kind of input come in and you have you know this pool of people that are are looking for help or or need help. How do you then, you know, what's the the review process, if you will? Like, is it this person donated this and this fits with what this person needs? Or is it like a pool of resources that you just kind of hand out accordingly? How does that process go in terms of, you know, how you, for lack of a better phrase, divvy things up or, or hand things out? Yeah. So last year, because we were so brand new, we didn't have a formal 501 <laughs> We we just did gift cards. So we did okay. Visa, um, MasterCard, Walmart, Target, and Amazon gift cards. And so everything was in the form of a, a donated gift card, and we mm. just distributed those up uh, among the recipients. Mm. And um, we found that worked really well. And um, everybody was kind of because because even though there were tangible needs, we were worried about shipping and getting sure. items all over, and and then also anonymity, of course. So we were able to work with just email addresses, basically. Mm-hmm. And and then we did have some mailing addresses either to the person who nominated, um, and and we mailed some physical cards. This year we have expanded though because we have been approved as an as a five hundred one c three nonprofit. So we have a PayPal, we have an Amazon wish list. So if you are we will be developing a wish list. We have a Amazon Smile account. So if you use Amazon Smile, you can elect to have a portion of your purchases go to us as an organization. Oh, great. Yeah. And um, and we are working on getting our Facebook giving organization built so that you could even run fundraisers through there. So we have a lot more options this year. We're obviously hoping some of our corporate partners would be willing to participate and to really have a pool of funds that we know we can um, work with each year and build in to, to to really expand what we're able to help with. But um, 
this year is a lot more flexible in how you can give. Mm, okay, that's great. And as, so this this episode is going to air on Halloween. So as we're getting into to November, is there a, a cutoff or like a, a time frame that, that people need to have either nominations or, or requests for help in by? Is there a cutoff? Yeah, we're really trying to get everything in by that. The let me get the date. Let me look at the calendar because you know the thing is, is that it's really hard to cut things off or to tell anybody no <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> at any point in time. We're really trying to cut off right around November fifteenth, the the week of the twentieth, kind of right in there. We want to have everything divvied and handed out by the first because obviously we know that some of it's going to be going toward Christmas presents and holiday meals and things like that, and we want to make sure people have the resources they need in time Hmm. got it got it and is this something that people can donate throughout the year or is is it kind of limited towards you know this time of the year no you know that's the the good thing about what being a 501c3 now is you'll be able to run facebook um, fundraisers so if you're looking for an organization to support for your birthday i know a lot of people get um, excited about those around that around their birthdays again the amazon smile account that is a way of giving all year long Hmm. And because we have a PayPal and um, that 501, we'll be able to take donations year round, which is, you know, we would really love to be able to go into the holiday season with a certain amount of money knowing that we are going to be able to give this much and then be fundraising to replenish that pot. Mm-hmm. Instead of, um, you know, looking to raise for the holiday season to cover that same holiday season, which is where we're at right now being brand new and small. Um, I will say we have a little leg up this year, um, having won the Bright Minds Award, which was sponsored by Nationwide Inviticus Group and presented at the um, Party for a Purpose out at Western. So we're really um, appreciative to Catherine Haskins and the Bridge Club, Nationwide Inviticus Group for sponsoring that. What is that award? It was the first year that they did that. It was the Bridge Club ran a couple different categories in the Bright Minds Awards. Um, we were the game-changing type like category, but they had several different categories of Bright Minds. And like Serena Podoleski, I think is how you say her last name. There was just a bunch of people who are doing things in the space to kind of change the status quo, so to okay. say. It was really cool. So why don't we take a little quick break here, pay some bills, and then we'll be right back after the break, guys. The Vet Tech Cafe is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online that's more affordable than traditional in-person therapy and financial aid is available. Caffeinators receive 10% off the first month using BetterHelp.com slash VetTechCafe. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, to join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. Don't take our word for it. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily at betterhelp.com slash reviews. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash reviews. If you want to take charge of your mental health, visit BetterHelp.com slash VetTechCafe and get started today and get 10% off your first month. Be well, caffeinators. All right, and we're back, everybody. So, so Becky, with everything that you have on your plate, what do you do to get away from veterinary medicine in your schedule? How, how do you schedule in that time off from the profession to keep your mental health in check? 
You know, I'm actually really glad that you asked me that, Dave. I'm going to give a little shout out here at the sake of sounding like I'm name dropping. Um, <laughs> Andy Rourke and I had a conversation in 2019 before COVID happened it, when I was having a slight existential crisis in my own life. And he really encouraged and talked about building friendship circles in a life outside of veterinary medicine, you know, for that very reason, like just that mental health, that escape. And he said a lot of things that were kind of insightful and meaningful to me in that moment. And so I've, I really spent the last year doing just that. So I started going to Pilates, which is, it, it sounds funny, but it, it's very relaxing. It's it's exercise, but it's also, you know, a social element. There's only like 12 people in the room, so it's not overwhelming. Um, and so I've built a little friendship circle that way. And then also my um, husband and I bought motorcycles this year. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, we both joined separate riding clubs. Um, and so I've built a, a, a really rivals, strong friendship right? circle. Sorry. No, we don't. We don't gang fight. We, oh, is it, wouldn't that be cute though? Like, um, kind of like this grease thing that, like, that little Romeo and Juliet thing. We had to keep it on the DL. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah no. Uh, mine is an all female group, which I really, really like um, because, again, that that female friendship circling. And then his is a combat veterans uh, association riding group, which is important, obviously. because yeah. He's a combat veteran, so I I do that. Honestly, and this is <laughs> it's funny because Jeff and I kind of had this conversation, despite the fact that we both do podcasts um, in the veterinary space. I don't necessarily listen to podcasts and, and I don't necessarily do all of my um, uh, media input is not veterinary based. I, I see a lot of my colleagues like reading all the articles and nothing but listening, consuming veterinary medicine like I eat, sleep, breathe veterinary medicine. And I'm like, yeah, I don't. And I think that's actually really helped to compartmentalize. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting idea. Having having a friendship, having friendship circle or circles outside of the industry, where at, at, I hate to use the phrase just a vet tech, but you know, it's not it, that you have so you have other things to talk about. You know, yeah. you're a vet tech. They might be an accountant. They might be a lawyer or yeah. whatever. But you're 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 all bonding over some other thing, and they know you you know what everybody does. But you're you're not just talking about veterinary medicine. Well, that's right. And, and truthfully, as your platform elevates and as you become a little bit more public. You, it becomes a little bit more difficult, right? The, the shades of gray are out there and kind of hanging out with people who have no idea who you are or, or care at all whatsoever. Like most of my friends in the writing group and outside and Pilates have no idea I have podcasts. They have no idea I write articles or, you know, the things that I do that are kind of confined to the veterinary space because that's not what defines me. Yeah. And so, um, it feels good, right? Because I don't have that feeling of being quote unquote on. I'm just Becky. Yeah, and that's that's something Jeff and I have talked about this a lot. We we struggle with well, I struggle probably more than he does about being able to shut off. And you said you said it right there. I don't want being a veterinary technician to define me. I don't I don't want that to be my I don't want that to be in my obituary. Is that is that I, I was a veterinary yeah. technician? I, I want right. other things to be involved. Um, yeah. and, and finding out those things that are not veterinary related to to fill your cup, I think makes it a lot better for everyone out there. Yeah. yeah, and I think it gives me more to pour back into the veterinary right. profession when I have it to give, and it feels better. It doesn't suck the life out of me. <laughs> I, you know, I'm able to give it, and I'm lucky for that. I understand not everybody else has – not everybody has the same position, right? Like, of course, There of are course. people out there who don't have the ability to, to do anything but work three jobs and raise their kids, and uh, and they're just out there killing it, you know. But um, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I, you know, uh, we you got to climb the hill to get – to be over the hill like I am yeah, now yeah. Um, to where it is a little more doable.
Yeah, absolutely. So kind of getting back to the uh, to the giving tree here, I'm curious, you know, I, I know last year was, was the first year, so you could argue this is still in its infancy and what have you, but is there a specific story, obviously no names or anything like that, but was there one that, that really, really stuck out with you last year that you were like, yes, we're, we're supposed to be doing this. This is, this is, this is going to be good. Oh, it would be hard to pick one, to be honest with you. There, I would say the one that stuck out the most, and she was very vocal about her story on the page. So you can go to the Veterinary Industry Giving Tree group page on Facebook and see that video. We had one nominee who was undergoing cancer treatments. And because of COVID, she was having to quarantine in a hotel prior to her chemotherapy treatments. She was going through chemotherapy alone because Oof. you can't have people with you because of oh, COVID. Oh, right. Oh, gosh. Then she had to quarantine back at the hotel before she could go home. And we were able to get Marriott Hotels to donate a couple hotel stays for her so that she wasn't paying all of that out of pocket. But when she received her gift cards, she sent a picture of her grocery cart full of groceries. And she said, you know, um, prior to getting my cards, my budget for groceries was $11 for this week. And um, I bought a hundred. I'm like, I'm going to cry. She said, I bought a hundred dollars worth of groceries this week. And I thought to myself about how like... I have literally spent $100 on lunch, um, a couple <laughs> drinks, some appetizers, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm feeling like day drinking and I can truly, I would never say throw away $100, but I wouldn't think twice about $100 for a meal if I'm going to go have a date night. And this, this, this person had $100 for the whole week and was out of her mind, excited and ecstatic and had fresh fruits and veggies. Um, mm. While she's undergoing cancer treatment, like she needs nutrition right. and she shouldn't <laughs> yeah. have to be worrying about this. So um, she she was one that really, truly, just just really was meaningful to us because we were able to communicate with her so much and see the effects. And then I would say in, uh, the other one that really stuck out to me was an anonymous um, nominee. Her son had some birth defects that were undergoing surgery on an ongoing basis. He had all had, you know... I, w I think it was like more than a handful of surgeries and she was out of her own PTO. People in the clinic had been trying to donate time off for her to be able to be with her son when he was in recovery from these surgeries. But that, you know, uh, when you're not getting paid, you're not bringing money into the house. I believe she's a single mom as well. Her gift was actually quite large. She was the one one um, recipient that we were able to give the highest amount to uh, to try to help her in her situation because it felt like Boy, that's un that's un that's not a situation you get yourself in, right? I think a lot of times when people get a little bit maybe off track or feeling a little dark in their thinking, it's like, well, I work just as hard or I don't have it easy or whatever. But that's that's a hand you're dealt. That's not a hand you 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 got yourself. And so, um, boy, it felt good to to be able to to know these stories. Um, but I'd say those two were were ones that mm. really moved me last yeah. year. I, understandable. Wow. So how can our caffeinators get involved and uh, be able to donate for you guys? Well, you guys, first of all, just having us here, getting the word out <laughs> is such a big deal. We appreciate it so much because it, it, we really just, it's a strength in numbers thing. So the biggest thing, if you don't have monetary donation t ability, getting over to the group on Facebook, Veterinary Industry Giving Tree uh, and sharing and joining is really the biggest thing you can do. Um, if you can add your Amazon smile, we would love for you to consider us as your organization, but there are also a lot of great organizations. So if you aren't taking advantage of Amazon smile in some way, please do it, no matter what your passion point is. Um, and then you can head over to our website and that's um, veterinarygivingtree.com. 
You can donate through PayPal, you can donate through Amazon or cards by email, and you can also donate some time. So if you don't have money, but you're willing to make some phone calls to try to help us get、hmm. things together or to even write Christmas cards and brighten days and such, we, you know, just want to be involved. You just head over there and let us know and we'll, we'll find something for you to do. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and,、uh, and Becky, just in case some of the, the caffeinators don't know, can you just expand a little bit on what Amazon Smile is and how that benefits、yeah. the giving tree? Yeah, Amazon Smile is really cool. So it, you, it, it is separate from like Amazon.com. So you have to go to Amazon, Amazon.com backslash smile, I believe. Register your account and link up your Amazon account. And this gives, I believe, I want to say 5% of your purchase price to your, your people, whoever you choose. So、mm. every purchase that you make actually gives a little bit of funds to whatever organization you designate. So then that organization, just like monthly or quarterly, whatever they choose, gets a check from Amazon or deposit from Amazon、um, from any of their supporters. And, and that can really add up fast.、Oh, wow. Holidays are coming.、Yeah. So a lot of us spend a lot of money on Amazon. So just, it's like just throwing a little tip in the jar every time. It makes a big difference for us. And, or, or again, whatever organization you, you choose. That's great. That's awesome. Super cool. So, so kind of looking forward, you know, obviously this is kind of your, I don't want to say your one and a half year, but. Since you <laughs> kind of got started on a whim last year, what does it look like beyond this year?、Uh, are you, are you going to expand more? Are you going to be adding more、uh, options? What are you guys going to be doing moving forward from here? Yeah, we've talked about a lot of different things. You know, there's amazing groups out there like NOMV that have、um, yeah. need based grants. They, I know,、um, I think Dr. Carrie Journey said they gave something like $150,000 <gasps> in grants this year. Some amazing, <sighs> I mean, huge money. So we don't want to step on toes while I'm sure they would argue there's room for. For everybody, we, we have decided to sort of stay focused in the holiday space、mm. right now,、um, just to sort of support that time of year. And there are organizations that give you know, money in emergency cases. So that's kind of where we are right now. Whether that will change with time or not and need, I don't know. But、um, we kind of have a little niche. And I think、um, just. Kind of want to stay there right now so we can make the holidays bright because, you know, we know they'll never be enough, right? Like, like I could probably, we could try to do this every month and every day and they'll never <laughs> be enough. But like, so if we could just make the holidays bright, I think that's kind of, again, like I was saying, just, just kind of breaking off a small chunk for right now where we'll focus.、Mm. Absolutely. So, kind of along those lines then. So, in terms of, of the, Lack of a better phrase, the business side of, of the, the giving tree, if you will,、um, the behind the scenes kind of stuff. In terms of like your annual calendar, obviously there's a lot of momentum this time of year going through the holiday season. In terms of the rest of the months of the year, like the behind the scenes stuff, what, what kind of input do you have to have, or, or does it more or less lay dormant until you kind of start to get towards fall? Well, so this year was so much with the IRS and the 501. It, you、mm-hmm. know, if you guys have never, if you've never worked with doing something like that, it is so much like logistics and paperwork and time.、Oh. That was really it this year. I think this upcoming year we'll be focusing a lot more on corporate sponsorships.、Mm. We want to start showing up in the nonprofit section of some of the major conferences if we can be there、mm. to help spread the word.、Um, we think that that's probably going to be a really great thing. And then, you know, working with our partners in the industry, they're out there and we know that there are a 
lot of things that we can be doing to bring light to 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 the tree. So I think this year is really going to be about, you know, we've got the 501 to lean on and there are organizations out there in our own industry have such a philanthropy drive and they have, they have their own departments within those spaces. We want to make those contacts. And so, you know, if anybody out there is listening, works for those companies and has those <laughs> contacts, we want to hear from you. Um, but we really want to go like big, high level. You know, like I said, I, w- I would love to be able to start a season saying I've got $25,000 to give this year. And then my drive, my raising for this year is all going to be to replace that for next year. Mm-hmm. And to just keep going big, you know, I, I don't know, till I'm buying people who need cars, I'm, I'm going to be Oprah, right? A car for you, a car for you. Uh, it's just that. If I could just be Oprah. <laughs> nice, nice. And one other question I have too. So I, you mentioned a couple of people that, that jumped on board kind of at the outset. I was wondering if there were any other veterinary industry giving tree people that you wanted to acknowledge or give a shout out to as well. Well, of course, I mean, this is all about Crystal Vigera and Lily Preston, who um, were crazy enough to jump on board with me. Crystal Vigera works with Viticus Group, formerly known as Western. So she's out there putting on that amazing CE that we get to see um, at the Equindo Center and then also at the conference itself. Um, she is also a huge part of Party with a Purpose uh, at the House of Blues out at Western. And she's just an amazing, super cool woman who is out there fighting for the profession, trying to make it better. Lily Preston, I get to brag a little bit. She's a former student of mine, and so she's amazing in this industry, partially because I made her that way. No, uh, she was just one of a great – she's just a great person. She's got two beautiful little boys and is a, a general practice technician here who, again, just kind of um, was touched by the video – and she's just done so much with us to help build the social media aspect and to keep the posts rolling and the news rolling out. And um, I'm just so proud to work with both of them. And I'm so lucky to have them on board. Awesome. That's great. That's great. So as we're kind of winding down here, we're getting closer to an hour. What else do you want our colleagues or our caffeinators to hear about this? Is there anything that we haven't touched on today that you want to you want to talk about? Well, I don't I mean, in terms of the tree, I don't know that there's anything more to cover so much than just like. I want to just gush about honestly how proud I am to be a part of it and how grateful I am because really I, I will say like I feel like all I really did was make a Facebook page and everyone showed up like <laughs> crazy just $7,000 in just a few weeks and I know that our industry doesn't have a lot of money. I know that we're all kind of working with the same struggles in life and everyone was so generous and so grateful and I just don't know that our industry here is how amazing they are that often. And I don't know that we just kind of sit back and say, like, you know what? I really do amazing things on a daily basis. And I really am an important part of this profession. And I just kind of – I just want our profession to know, like, all these people out there, you guys are, are just super beautiful people. And you're doing beautiful things. And I'm proud to be a part of it. And I'm grateful to be a part of it. And so if you are willing to take the time to help us out, I just have a lot of gratitude for that. I know that you don't have a lot of time or money, and I'm asking for both of those things from you <laughs> for our colleagues. <laughs> so um, I have a lot of gratitude, even if it's just clicking on the group and sharing it. Awesome. And, and, I, I and we'll add, definitely share it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. We'll put that out there um, as much as we can. And I, I wanted to ask you, too, uh, you had said at the beginning, uh, actually, this might have even been off air that or I think, I think you said during the interview, you're also not a huge podcast listener. I, I, I'm not either. <laughs> I love doing this podcast. Dave listens to far more podcasts than I do. But I want to say I don't listen to our own. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> uh, don't. But speaking of that, I, I wanted you to take a moment and, and plug your own podcast. So talk about what Veterinary Viewfinder is and what Making Sense of Pets is. Just in case our caffeinators don't know that they're out there, what are they and who do you talk to and and what do they cover? 
Well, making sense of pets, we're on a little bit of a hiatus because, as you guys know, it takes a lot of time and energy ah. to, to do these. But we've put together a lot of information, and we do plan to be back. And that's Angela, Elia, and Ryan Frazier and I. And it's really a pet parent-facing podcast, about 30 minutes, just kind of trying to think about things we wish we could just have a 30-minute conversation with our clients about. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do there. And then Veterinary Viewfinder is um, kind of been – it's one of the OGs in the veterinary podcast space now. We've been around for five or six years, I guess. I think we launched in November 2015, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> and it's, uh, Dr. Ernie Ward and I tackling the toughest topics in veterinary medicine on a weekly basis. Sure. Um, and again, runs about 30 minutes. And we, we have just so many diverse conversations on there that I couldn't even – Begin to encapsulate. Um, it's usually just my train of thought or rant for the week. And, um, you know, we have a, a really devout listenership that I'm grateful for, uh, again, of people who are just out there, you know, wanting to make a difference and get energized and learn. And um, they reach out every now and then and, and tell us we're impactful and it's really meaningful. So I feel so grateful to that, you know, anybody would take the time to just listen to this vocal fry for 30 minutes. And, uh... we, we feel the same way. <laughs> You know, yeah, and then come back and have positive things to say. I, you know, I've heard a lot of negative things too. Again, mostly about the vocal fry, but uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud of our profession, and I love to be able to at least take a little time to to put some kind of voice to it. Absolutely, and I, I just want to say while you were while you were answering that, I was looking up your podcast just to see, and yeah, your your first episode was November 30th, 2016, and it was oh, it was a holiday drama: how the holiday season creates additional stress for teams, which I yeah. <laughs> which I think is even still six years or five years later. Is still so yeah. relevant. Yeah, yeah. Search the word drama on that page. I bet you, if I had a dollar for every time, I probably could retire. You know, and, and it's hard. We're, we've been running out of topics with COVID, right? Because it just feels like we're all talking about the same things over and over and over again. But, um, yeah. you know, this week, uh, we're. we're by the time this comes out, it'll already be out, so it's not a spoiler. We're kind of talking about how the um, the emotional attachment to the word vaccine itself is going to start manifesting uh. in the veterinary space. And are we going to have, you know, client adversity advers- – uh, really, Beck? That's easy for me to say. Adversity over just the word vaccine <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. in the clinic. So we kind of explore that a little bit on our next maybe, episode. Maybe we need to go back to calling them inoculations. I, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah, I said I'm going to start calling it anything but a vaccine yeah. just so I don't yeah. have to go there yeah even just shot you know what i mean like yeah. i i think i but it's interesting and in these conversations that you guys have and we have and things like that i just want you know our people out there in the space to know we see them and we're trying to bring light to those struggles yeah absolutely is there a person in the veterinary field that you would like to see or or, or a specific discussion point that you know you would like to see covered or somebody that you would like us to see put in your seat for a future episode Oh man, yes, I'm sure there absolutely is. I I I have to go back through. You guys have interviewed so many people in this space already, and I I'm not gonna lie, I was a little jealous sitting there, being like, "Oh, those are all really great folks. Maybe maybe I'll make the cut one day." You've made the cut. Um, You're here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> finally, and I, and I have the flag for my um, name tag. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I guess when I think about. Th- who I would love to see or a topic I would love to see. I'm a little bit stumped on that one for a second. Okay. No problem. Well, you can... Have you guys had Monique on yet? Monique Fairchild? Uh Uh-uh. That that name does not ring a bell. She's a VTS in behavior. Is that right? 
Yeah, she's the VTS in behavior. So I, I think if I had to tell you guys to pick somebody, like she's one of my most favorite people in the world. Okay. And um, one of my new favorite people in the world too is Quincy Holly. Dave, you might know Quincy, right? He's here in North Carolina. He's out of um, NC State. He is um, but Monique is. Uh, she wrote a book. Uh, co wrote a book called Compassion. Nope, sorry. <laughs> Compassionate Veterinary Care. So she's p- part of the low stress handling um, yeah. and one of my favorite people in the whole world. And um, I, I think she'd be a great guest on your show. And um, Dr. Quincy Holly is kind of in the loving your job and loving the vet space mm. anymore. Um, happiness in, in our jobs, which has been a struggle for folks. So those would be two because um, I couldn't pick just one <laughs> that I think would be super on cool. your radar. Super Excellent. cool. Yeah, we got both those names written down. We'll have to reach Love out it. to them. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Becky. So now it is time for your Vet Tech Cafe Would You Rather question. Are you ready for it? Ready. Which one do you want, Jeff? One or two? Uh, I think one is a harder mm-hmm. question. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Would you rather... So does that mean I'm getting the hard question or not the hard oh, question? Oh, no, you're getting the hard question. You're, you're getting the okay, hard okay. question. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you rather have unneutered male cat urine or anal glands on your scrubs with the first patient you see of the day? Oh, and anal glands all day. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I think so I mean, too. You got the ear cleaner. All yeah. you got to do is spray it with the ear yeah. cleaner. Yeah. You're going to get rid of the anal gland smell. Unneutered male, because it means I've come in contact with an unneutered male. Yeah. Cat. And, you, <laughs> and so, so you, you lost there, me there. There are layers of concern <laughs> there. <laughs> I used to, I, yeah. we used to have a, um, a family that I knew that had a cat that they, they never got neutered. And just walking into their house, I'm like, how do you people live in this house? I know. Like, I know. How is that not, how, yeah. how am I the only one bothered by this smell? It's, it's quite, the, quite the pungent. Biggest, the hardest part of that for me though is do I get to squeeze his little Tomcat jowls oh. because there is nothing better than is, is he an orange boy with big fat jowls because <laughs> right. I might let him pee on me if that's the case. Otherwise, I'm going anal you know, like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it uh, will smell like raspberry ear cleaner or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably this day and age, it'll be pumpkin spice. Oh. That's right. You had, you had to go there, Jeff. I did. I did. I had to. <laughs> Uh, it's Halloween, Dave. It's Halloween. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, Becky, thank you so much for your time today and coming by the Vet Tech Cafe and, and talking to us about the, the Veterinary Giving Tree. Um, we're super excited to promote it in any way we can. Um, caffeinators, you heard that the deadline is right around November 15th. So if you're interested in, in donating, go to the website. Um, if you haven't already, if you're considering linking an Amazon Smile account, consider the Veterinary Giving Tree. Um, super cool what they're doing there. Um, go to those. Go check it out. Check out the testimonials if you're not familiar. Um, we'll really, post all really, those really, links so that, yeah, so that we absolutely. can. Yeah, yeah. And a link yeah. to the sign up for, for Smile. We could probably find that link and, and just yeah, send absolutely. that part of the show notes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That would be phenomenal. Thank so, you, guys. Yeah. So thank you for coming by and talking to us about it and, and just getting this started and, and keeping it going. That's, that's yeah. super amazing. And let so, us know how it, how it goes at the end at the end of all this this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to give an update. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the coffee. I needed it so bad. So I really appreciate you you're, guys you're so welcome. much. And I know you're headed back yeah. on the road soon enough. So safe That's travels right. to you and uh, hope to run into you at a conference sometime soon. I hope so too. And thank you guys for what you're doing. And thank you all out there for listening. You guys are taking time to make our industry better every day. And I'm grateful to be a part of it. Awesome. You bet. Thank you. Bye guys. Thanks. Bye guys. Bye. Hello, caffeinators. We wanted to thank Dog Days Consulting for managing our social media and helping with the interior design here at the Vet Tech Cafe. They don't just do social media. They can help you identify your brand through brand coaching. The founder is a CVPM with 15 years experience in veterinary practice management. 
They are a small business proudly serving the veterinary community, and we are thrilled to be working with them. Check them out at www.dogdaysconsulting.com. Hey, caffeinators. We would like to thank you for listening to the Vet Tech Cafe podcast today. As everybody is well aware by now, we often talk about difficult issues that face our profession. In addition, we chat with colleagues and leaders in our field who have strong opinions of these issues. Those opinions expressed by either Dave or Jeff as the hosts, or those opinions expressed by our guests, are their opinions alone and do not represent any other person, business, institution, or any other entity inside or outside of the scope of veterinary medicine. If you have any questions relating to this, please email us at vettechcafe.com at gmail.com or visit our website www.vettechcafe.com. Lastly, whatever platform you utilize to hear our dulcet tones, please rate and review our podcast and like and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn pages as well to see what we're up to. From all of us at the Vet Tech Cafe, have yourself a great day.